Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura, and we're all here together with uh, Trisha Casson, Kayla Walton, and Joel Yarmish. And we're talking about, you know, something that is very unique to especially our, our age group of being able to travel, being able to go see sightseeing, go see the, you know, all the wonderful places that our Lord has given us in this world. But before we do that, Joel, could you start us off with prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for uh, the gift of life. We thank you for the opportunity to be here today. Uh, We pray in a special way um, for all those who are traveling, all those returning from travel, and we ask that you keep them safe on uh, on their travels. Uh, And we pray, our Father, who who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You know, you might wonder, why do we pick a show about travel? And I, I guess I have to admit a little bias. My patron saint is St. Christopher. Who is no and longer th- a saint. No, that is not true. Oh, dear. He, he is a saint. He may not have a celebrated feast day anymore, but he is a saint. I researched this. Like okay. in the way Trust that my me. mom says that I'm Father. a saint or... No. <laughs> no! Oh my goodness. Okay, this is what I get for exposing my biases. Well. So, yeah, it is. But, you know, he is... We still can still pray to St. Christopher for safe travels. He's the patron of travel, And he existed. He existed. We may not know exactly all his details, but there is St. Christopher who existed. Now, his feast day was what's called abrogated because we don't know a lot about him. That is a good hang word, hangman word, abrogated. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a a fun fact. They did a study. The hardest word word. in hangman is actually the word jazz. So if anybody was curious. Yeah. Because nobody wow. guesses J's, nobody guesses E's. That's a fun fact. But you know, we but went from we went from talking about traveling, <laughs> but the patron saint of travels to whether or not Saint Christopher exists to Hangman. You know, we have a wonderful show in store for all of you today. That yes. is what I'm very excited about. Yes. So traveling, you know, there was a a priest who told me while I was in seminaries, like you know, when you're a priest, travel is the best form of continuing education. You know, St. Augustine said that the world is a book and those who do not travel only read one page. Yes. Wow. I read that. I I just read that last week and I was like, oh, this is the best. Yeah. Sweet. I'm going to go to, you know, Germany. All sorts of places. (laughs) I I will admit when I listen to all the fun places that you've traveled, Tricia, it makes me wish that I my my book had more than a couple pages in it. Yeah, you know, and it is a gift to be able to travel. But some also might look at the places I've traveled and think wow, that was selfish. You know, like she could have used Mm -hmm. her money in more fruitful ways or more giving ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's definitely two valid point of views on traveling the world and spending the money, the extra money you have on yourself traveling somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's definitely like something I I ask myself when I decide where I want to go or if I should go, you know, what is the good and the bad to it. I, uh, yeah, but it's a passion of mine. And, you know, from one point of view, traveling is a great passion of mine. And it's my best and most alive moments in this life. And, um, 
you know, you set the world on fire when you, got, you are who you are meant to be. And the Lord, uh, the world needs passion. And, and that is really exciting. I, don't know. I mean, and no, no, traveling <laughs> is is a great thing. And you were talking about the money. Just I, I'd like to spend a, just a brief moment on mm-hmm. that. You know, some people say, well, you could use that money to feed the poor. Well, what if that's not what the Lord gave you that money for? He has all the money that ever existed. Yeah. He can give what he needs to the people who's like, okay, I need you to feed the poor with this. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it says, I'm giving this to you because I need you to go here. Yeah, no, it's, I, uh, yeah, and I hope you just make the choice that you think the Lord's asking you and hope that he will bless it. But, so I've been able to go on mission trips to different parts of the world, Honduras, Jamaica, and India. And um, all three times people were like, you know, you could spend that plane ticket you just bought on in India and like feed a family for, you know, five months. Yeah, and it and it's just uh, something you have to really discern and and seek guidance about, right? But and I definitely see what you're saying. But on that same token, you know, maybe there was one person there that you touched their life by simply being with them, yeah. and that's worth way more than a meal. Praise and God, I, think, I hope so. Yeah, we'll never know. I and think heaven. in my in my own experience with traveling, like the the most um, some of my most fond memories are finding like the churches there. And I yeah. think that, you know, making those experiences holy, you know, because I was like in Germany and we you know when I was in the Holy Land or in El Salvador and, um, you know, just finding those churches and making it a prayerful experience, I think can make it. Uh, well, not I think I know that it makes it that much more fruitful, even if it's not a mission trip, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Pre- it, precisely. Yeah. When, you, when you can bring the Lord, he's asking you to be there. I mean, the thing that we have to remember, we're still expressions of God's love. Mm-hmm. In this world, and if, if you think about it mm-hmm. that way, I mean, each human life is an expression of the image and likeness of God. Is that that love of God made present in the world? I mean, yes, His Son Jesus Christ is like the you know the word of love given to us in the world. But each of us, when we're baptized, when we're, we're made, who we're supposed to be, we are other expressions of God's love. And so when he gives us the opportunity, I need you to go here when to to meet this person mm-hmm. to talk to the, this people. I mean, that's important. I know in my own opportunities to travel, I mean, I've gone to Rome, I've gone to the Holy Land, and I mean, uh, and all around the United States, you know, there are people who I met on my travels who I otherwise would not have met, mm-hmm. who I, I now pray for, who now pray for me, who, yeah. you know, who we talk to, who I keep in touch with, um, be, and I would not have met them otherwise. That's how the Lord brought them into my life. So, I mean, that that is one aspect of travel. Yeah, yeah. and I think... Um, Granted, I have not traveled quite as much as anyone, but what I, in all of my travels, um, wherever I go, I end up coming to a closer relationship myself with God. And whether it be in um, seeing the beauty of the world that he's created, every new environment that I go to, I say, wow, that is perfectly created and that is perfectly in sync with God's plan and how certain plants only grow in certain areas. And you see stuff that I would never see in central Ohio when I go to Mexico, when I go to, um, I mean, even as South Carolina, North Carolina, right. where in the United States, there's, you see so much difference between one area and the next. And you're just like, this is all part of God's masterpiece. So in a selfish way, it's really, it's, it's allowing me to see God's beauty in where, whatever environment I go to. Beauty. And, and it <laughs> beauty makes you alive for more. And you are listening to Alive for More on ThinkGabrielRadio.com. St. Gabriel AM820. You can listen to us Thursdays at noon, noon. Sundays at 3, or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. I know it's kind of all got 
kind of, but we all get very excited about, you know, mm-hmm. talking about these experiences. I know, I remember the very first time when we actually left the state of Ohio. I was six years old. Um, actually, probably before I, I was, we went to Connecticut, but that's not important. I don't really remember it. But I just remember when I was six or seven years old, we went to South Carolina to visit my dad because he was working down there. And I remember the first time I saw a palm tree mm-hmm. in person, I was just like, those actually exist? I thought it was just like pictures or on cartoons. I didn't know these were actually real trees. And so it was, I mean, it's that kind of moment that that kind of encounters like something that you've never seen before mm-hmm. as like there, there's something that, you know, affects your spirit when you can say, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a time or I the, no, I shouldn't say that the Lord will call us to travel whenever, but as young adults in particular, it is easiest for us to travel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I my fiance's grandma, who is 86 and sweet as can be, just traveled to Washington, D.C. to see one of her children. Mm-hmm. And um, I was there the day we picked her up from the airport, and she was just so overwhelmed by the airport and complaining about the planes. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was scary for her, and it was a big deal. And, and I just thought to myself, like, it's not like for young adults, like this is the time when it's kind of easy for us to travel and not as stressful or overwhelming. And uh, we have maybe the extra money to travel or not the same responsibilities. Does that make sense? No, no, no that makes uh, actually a lot of sense. I mean, you know, uh, with the exception to one of us, not all of us have families at this table. I mean, yeah. uh, Joel, you have a daughter and a wife that you have to take care of. But at the same time, it's still easier than, say, someone who has like eight kids at uh, later on down the road. Yeah, right? I'm sure sometimes they wish they could shove me on a plane somewhere. <laughs> but most of the time, yeah, most of the time. No, yeah. so, so it is. It, Trisha brings up a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, and I think something it, you know that we could talk about too is just our favorite experiences that we've had, or our favorite memory traveling. And you know, in my own, it, there were two moments that I realized, um, you know, related to my Catholic faith. Of course, there are those really fun moments like you know, swimming in the middle of a river in Germany, you know, but, but those weren't like faith-filled moments. Mm-hmm. But I think that I remember being, um, when we visited you in Austria and going to mass. And, and you, she means Trisha. I'm so sorry, Trisha. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Trisha, when I was visiting Trisha in Austria. And the mass, I that was my first mass in, um, in another country. And um, it was in German because we were in Austria. So it was in German. And um, it was... It was beautiful to see that at that point in time, I I had always known that the mass is the same across the world, but at that point, my heart needed something familiar, and it it was amazing to see how the mass was the exact same structure. I mean, different language, but you just we knew what was going on, and and that was you know amazing to me, and um, that was one moment that I really just will always remember. You know, it was in St. Peter's St. Peter's Church, right in Vienna. I think we were anyway. Yeah, Trisha does okay, not have no recollection. It wasn't as moving for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's moving for someone else may not be so yeah. moving for another. I know I, I I had that similar experience just recently with my mom. I'd say something, and she's like, "I," ha-, and I was like, "This is so important in my life." And mom's like, "I yeah. have no recollection of this." I'm sure it was. No, yeah. I actually yeah. have a recollection. Uh, yeah. Somewhat. <laughs> so, yeah. I know one of my favorite experiences. Oh, Kayla, do you have another favorite experience? Well, so, yeah. sorry. The other very quick one was um, I was in, when I was in Jerusalem, I was um, kind of overwhelmed by everything. You know, we were, I, unfortunately, I was there to study 
um, a sociology course on conflict resolution between the Israeli and Palestinian people. So I wasn't there for a, you know, spiritually uplifting experience. So I um, was feeling a little overwhelmed and I was a little emotional because I was tired. And so I go into the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And so I all I wanted was um, Jesus in the Eucharist. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to see a tabernacle. I wanted to be there with him. And I, so I finally found one. Well, this older man mm-hmm. who spoke very little English, and I clearly do not speak Arabic at all. Um, I open up the door, and he's like mopping the floor of the little chapel that had the tabernacle. And um, he looked at me, and I said, can I come in? And he said, yes, but I'm mopping. And I said, that's fine. I'll, you know, I'll stay out of your way. And so he locked the door, and so no one else could come in. I mean, you've been to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre before, mm-hmm. and it is packed yeah and so he locked the door no one else could come in so it was just me and jesus and this man mopping the floor and it was the most beautiful time ever that Mm -hmm. like our lord knew what i needed and the moments that mean the most to me when i'm traveling is when like i when i seek him out you know in the eucharist and you you find him yeah no that 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 is a beautiful one i know similar to that like one of my most favorite moments was um i had the opportunity to go to italy uh for about uh 18 days or something Mm -hmm. like that. And for the first 10 days or so, I was able to spend with uh, my dad's side of the family, like his uh, cousins and stuff in Southern Italy. And I had a great opportunity to go to the church that has been my family's home parish in, in the city that my, that my family's from for the last 300 years. And this parish is almost 600 years old. Wow. And it was just really cool. And I got to like see like the church. I mean, it's a big, beautiful church. Um, St. John the Baptist. It, it, it was really cool. And I actually got to meet the pastor there uh, of the parish. And he actually said, Oh, oh, come here. I, I want to show you something. And, uh, he showed me this, uh, old vestment, uh, uh, that he had. It was all ratty and torn up and stuff like that. And I, it's just this this moment will always stay with me the rest of my life. He said, you know, I know your grandmother makes vestments for a living, so I want you to have this piece. This is a 300-year-old um, a, a piece of, of clothing that she, you can incorporate in into some sort of stole. Um, and he said, because this, this thing has seen baptisms, weddings, mm-hmm. uh, masses, countless masses here. You know, this, I mean, this is over 300 years old from the, your grandfather's baptismal parish, your ancestral home. And so that you can have something that will always tie you back to where Catholicism found its root in one part of your family. That's really so cool. So that, I mean... It's just I would not have had that opportunity if I had not gone there. And so mm-hmm. now I have a stole with some of the stuff from that piece of uh, from that clothing that I can use for blessings or awesome. or stuff like that. So, That's I mean, really it, cool. it is it is something I can bring with me from my travels or, you know, just other little things. I mean, they're just moments, little graceful moments. I call them being surprised by joy. I think I'm stealing that from uh, C.S. Our, Lewis. C.S. Lewis. His yes. wife's name was Joy. That's the title oh. of the book. Like he was surprised by his wife. Okay, I didn't. I did not know that. I just, I just really like that phrase. I, I probably need to read the book, but I just like that being surprised by joy. I mean, just little moments of like, wow, this is really cool. It, it was really neat about like travel and stuff like that. Uh, did it make you alive for more, Father? It did, Trish. I think I've started. Uh, I've created something here. 
so it's a life for more. You're listening to us on St. <laughs> Gabriel Radio, AM <laughs> 20. We, I was just waiting for Trisha to take I it from there. Don't make me do it. <laughs> no? Okay. So my name is Father Nick Ventura. I am joined in the studio by Trisha Casson, Kayla Walton, and Joel Yarmish. Remember, you can listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online, on demand at stgabrielradio.com. And we're talking about traveling, like, you know, how the Lord brings us to different moments of how mm-hmm. it's kind of, as I kind of said earlier in the show, it is the one way one can have a continuous education, seeing the different many facets. And I know, Trisha, you quoted St. Augustine. Um, yeah. What was that quote again? You I, know, I, I will quote St. Augustine again, and then I also feel like we ought to quote Mother Teresa. St. Augustine said, the world is a book, and those who do not travel only read one page. And, you know, that is just an encouragement to travel. But at the same time, Mother Teresa said, if you want to know how to, like, see the world or love the world, go home and love your family. Yeah, and, that's uh, true, too. And, and so, you know, if you're given the opportunity to travel and the means to do it, praise God. And if you're not, he will find you wherever you are. Yeah, he's and, nice. That's a fun. I have an interesting segue because that's the story that I want to that ties into the story that I want to tell about my favorite um, moment traveling. So I don't I don't I have not traveled a lot for ministry like you guys have or haven't gone to a lot of great places like that. But um, re- most recent place I traveled was on my honeymoon with my wife. And mm-hmm. so honeymoon was over. We were flying back. I was super bummed out because five days of tropical paradise where I was watching it fly away in the distance and um I was, I was really bummed out because I was coming back to the real world. I was going to have to go to work. I was going to have to do all this other, you know, drudgery. And then I realized that um, what I was coming back to was what I signed up for. You know, it was mm-hmm. the whole thing mm-hmm. about marriage. It was the whole thing, like the one thing I had been preparing for for the past, you know, year and a half with Kelly um, through our entire dating relationship, courtship, all that kind of good stuff. And um, so it turned one of these really sad moments for me. And then I realized sitting right next to me was that you know the the person I've committed my life to and getting back to what my true mission was and what my true calling was so um yeah to my family I, to actually add on to that Joel I had the opportunity to hike the Camino and it was you know one of the best times of my life just like joy and beauty mm-hmm. everywhere around you but the whole time I had the sense and I knew that it wasn't it was a means to an end not an end not an end in itself yeah. and the whole time hiking the Camino I knew it was like in preparation for coming home and figuring mm-hmm. out like what the Lord wanted me to do in Columbus. And um, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, even though it was wonderful, just that kind of same sense, Joel, where it was like, this is so beautiful, but it's like not what I'm made for yeah. and at the same time being so grateful, but also just to share my favorite moments traveling. Um, you know, if you come to mind and, and it's hard to discover which ones to talk about. The first one I just want to say is like about the beauty of the earth. I had the opportunity to go to Switzerland in the Alps and I went to this town called Gimmelwald where you can only get there if you take like a ski lift, but it's like a big ski lift. Okay. Because um, <laughs> there's no, it's so high up in the mountains. It's kind of like a train car, right? Y- yeah. I can't remember what the actual name of it is, but it's like a train car. Like, yeah. um, I've seen it in movies. Yeah. So you Almost keep- like a trolley lift type of thing. Oh, I don't know. Something like that. Anyways, but you're, you're going to this town. A ski lift, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> really big ski lift. That <laughs> you ride for like yeah. 30, 40 minutes. And mm. anyways, oh, wow. I got, so I got to like the top of the Swiss in this like little village where only like if you have to go to the hospital, a helicopter comes to get you, even if it's for something small. And um, I, I was with friends, but I took the day by myself and I went to like the that like the edge of this like mountain and just sat down and prayed a rosary and like looked out onto the Swiss Alps. And I have like... I, it was just one of those moments where I don't know. I just felt so close to our Lord through like the beauty of His creation, and 
just one of those moments where you are just like so sure that God exists mm-hmm. and you are so sure. And I don't know, just like the beauty of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll like never, yeah, I'll never forget that beauty and just experiencing God through like, yeah, just this, I mean, these mountains that I was so little and they were so big. And, um, and just the last experience I wanted to share was I had the opportunity, we were serving in Lords as a mission trip, me and a bunch of friends from college. And um, at the end of the mission trip, Blessed or St. Louis Lee were going to get beatified. So it was before they were saints. It was mm-hmm. in 2008. So they were getting beatified and we were already in France in Lourdes and we're like, let's just go to Lisieux and mm-hmm. go to the beatification. We'll never have another opportunity to go to a beatification. So me and like eight girls show up to Lisieux the night before the beatification. And it's like 9 p.m. when we show up in France. And um, I don't speak any French. None of us did. And we're like, <laughs> I just speak a little. And we're like walking down the streets of Lisieux. It probably wasn't the most responsible thing, like begging for places to stay. And um, we couldn't find a place to stay. And one of the girls is like, I think we need to go back to the train station. So we went back to the train station and more Franciscan students showed up. And one of them spoke fluid, fluent French. And she had found this man who said he could house us. And he had 11 beds in this small French cottage. And it was just like God's perfection. Yeah, God's and- God's plan <laughs> providing for that. that, yeah. no, that, that and I moment. remember like driving in this man who we don't know's truck, like all of us going to this French <laughs> town. And like oh, looking goodness. at this. I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it wasn't the gosh. most responsible, but like. Yeah, looking at the mm-hmm. stars, and, and we got to the cottage, and there were, like, religious sisters staying there, so we knew we were safe. You were safe, yeah. yeah. Had a right <laughs> yeah. to the beatification. And, oh, that's know. beautiful. That, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, it, these moments, when we're talking about these moments of travel, I mean, we know not everybody has these opportunities. God has not given these opportunities, and not because he doesn't love or doesn't want to love equally, but it's just, you know, he gives us each our own thing. Mm-hmm. But the, the entire point behind, you know, thinking about travel, too, is that, all of us are actually travelers that we're not this isn't our home this isn't our ultimate home here in in the world we're all traveling to heaven not saying that heaven is a place it's a state of being that union with the trinity mm-hmm. but we're all journeying towards our actual home mm-hmm. which is in the heart of the father in in the midst of the trinity you know being in that union so you know when we're talking about travel all these things we're all actually traveling. We just need to, you know, put into perspective saying, Lord, we're traveling towards you. We're walking towards you. Jesus Kayla, is yeah. so good. Um, oh. Because what I was thinking about the whole time that, you know, Trish and Joel were talking was, um, you know, there was a, like a longing mm-hmm. to uh, to return. But I think a lot of times, even if, you know, like I'm driving to my family's house in Carroll, Ohio, and I see a sunset and my dad knows that I'm obsessed with sunsets. So he'll sometimes like send me a picture because they live in the, not in the farm, but they live out in the country close to a farm. So Mm -hmm. um, he'll send me these pictures and it's in those moments, even in Carroll, Ohio, that I, that I um, am, am caused or am led to like stop and pray, um, Lord, make me homesick for heaven. And, you know, I think that in all of these experiences, no matter where they are, um, in Ohio or across the world, like we we have this like homesickness for heaven, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't mean that we can't be happy where we are, but it, it tells us that like we are created for something more, you know, yeah. like we and I'm not going to plug in a lie for more, <laughs> but like, but really like we have been created for heaven, you know, mm-hmm. and and the most beautiful moments in our life um, in nature or in our families or in the birth of a new baby, whatever it is, 
like have no comparison to the beauty that is in store for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. eye has not seen, ear has not mm-hmm. heard what God is ready for those who love him. And, you know, that's that's kind of what we're all walking towards. We're, you know, walking towards that or journeying home. I mean, Augustine, Mother, uh, Mother Teresa, you know, all these wonderful holy men and women who are saints all talk about being journeying towards heaven to that, that ultimate goal, running the race, um, as St. Paul writes in, um, in, 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 in the scriptures. And, yeah. And just to mention, you know, Jesus Christ himself who walked this earth, mm-hmm. uh, didn't, I mean, he like traveled, I think, what is it a total of how uh, many miles? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, he went as far as Egypt and then as far as, um, Jerusalem, what we know about. So, yeah. I mean, th- there's no, not saying <laughs> and, that, that Mary and Joseph may not have gone to the US, but it's unlikely considering how much they mm-hmm. didn't have. Well, yeah, no, yeah. And just the fact that, like, I, I can't think of how many miles it is on the top of my head of, like, Jesus's public ministry and how far he traveled, but, like, he didn't travel super far. And yeah. he's the king of the world and lived mm-hmm. the most fulfilled human life. And, and that's just a testament that, like, we don't have to go around the world to like experience fulfillment and also to share the love of Christ. Like he, because of him, we know about like eternity in heaven. Mm -hmm, Precisely. And, And, you know, it was his apostles that did all the traveling. You know, as I said, the Lord gives those who he says, I need you to be here. But even then at the very beginning, I mean, I guess St. Paul traveled, but St. Paul traveled. I mean, but they were sent to the far ends of the world. I mean, Peter Mm -hmm. to Rome, Timothy and Titus to India, you know, that mm-hmm. spread, you know, his his followers spread and traveled. So spreading the good news. So, you know, it, but the, the primary thing is first listening to the Lord, mm-hmm. being close to him in prayer, traveling to him, as it were, in prayer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then sometimes you say, no, I'm going to give you these means. I need you to be over here for this reason or another. And, you know, I... The, the one thing that I've always struggled with in, ter- in terms of this regard is like if he wants you to be somewhere, it's sometimes not always going to be a plane ticket bought with your own money. Sometimes it's going to be hitchhiking across, you know, a large expanse uh, of well, land, which, mean, I, yeah, yeah, which I know personally I'm like hitchhiking. That's so dangerous. That's mm-hmm. so how can you not be in control of that and stuff like that? Yeah, or just like stories you hear where like this woman thought she was supposed to enter the convent and that's where she knew the Lord wanted her, but she had all this debt. And then all of a sudden she got like a check for that perfect amount of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've Pre- heard that story before. Precisely. Like, so the Lord will provide. If he wants you to do something, the Lord will provide. I think we spent a lot mm-hmm. of good time talking about travel, about how the Lord is, you know, speaking to us, how the Lord is drawing us to other people and building relationships and building up the kingdom, you know, and I think that's all the time we have here on the show. So if uh, Trisha, could you close us off in prayer? Of In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we just thank you for the gift of each other. We thank you for the beauty of the world that your Father created. And we pray, Lord, that we will grow in love with you through experiencing the beauty of each other and of your creation. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. St. Christopher. Pray for us. us. (laughs) There we go. So this is Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura. You just listened to Trisha Casson, Kayla Walton, and Joel Yarmish. Remember, you can listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online, on demand at stgabrielradio.com. Thank you, and God bless you. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. 
Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then-